Uh, I, 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 damn it, I've forgotten how to introduce these things. What do I do? Well, well, normally you and Rob are just talking. and then, Is it just, you know, a, just a thing? Yeah. Just we say a thing? I, yeah, you, we just, the listener comes in mid-conversation, you are talking about, you know, whatever. Something else, the, the last thing that we were just talking about. Okay, yeah. well, um, we were talking about Stock Haken and Waterman there, weren't we? These we were, yes. Record idiots. There's a reason why Rob isn't talking right now, and that's because he's not yes. here. This is our first episode without Rob here, but I do have uh, Damo with me again. You do, indeed. Say hello. And it, it, it's me, it's Damo here, and I, <laughs> I want to say a special hello to Rob, who I know is listening, and I just want to assure him from the get-go that I, I'm not going to steal any of his stuff. I, I don't have any funny stories. I, I'm not going to say I'm no expert on, you know, wizard, no. but... <laughs> Yeah, well, this is the thing, because I don't think ours... Rob doesn't know what he's not an expert on, and that's... That's the that's beauty of name. it, though. That's the that's, beauty it of is. it. He discovers, oh, I don't know about that, and then and then he announces it. So, uh, no, we, we, we don't know how that goes, but we this the, the why we're still doing this, because what we'd usually do is one of us couldn't make it, we would say, let's pause, let's mm. hold back. But this is a Christmas special, mm. and... Christmas is coming up, and there was a temptation just to say, "Nah, let's not bother." Yeah. But I think 2020 deserves a, a Tales of the Unexpected Christmas special. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, uh, Damo, you said, "Look, let's. I'll I'll stand in." I was like, "Yeah, you've you've earned your badges and your stripes and your arrows. Let's let's Absolutely. do this." I feel like that guy in Goodfellas who was led down to that basement room to be made a made man. <laughs> <laughs> I was pleased because my first thought was there. Is it was the insinuation that I was going to kill you, like invite you in and then sort of stab you in the throat with a pencil? Didn't that happen in one of them? I, yes, indeed Casino. it did. Yeah. It was quite a violent movie by all things accounted for. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A funny, great. Um, listen, the other thing that we because obviously right now this is uh, the Christmas special, and we're yeah. going to do. Well, this is the tales unexpected. This isn't about. The Tales of the Unexpected. It's not. Now, it's, it's an unexpected twist, some might say. Yeah, sure. And, and we've chosen, because the previous years we've done Inside Number 9 as specials. We did the Christmas Inside Number 9. Mm. Uh, we've done... Um, so, oh, I did a ghost story, which was oh, the ridiculous. Whistle. The Emmet. Yeah, yeah, the old one. I've never watched that, and I found it on YouTube, and I meant to watch that so that I could listen to you guys talking about it, and I haven't gotten around to it yet. Listen, <laughs> uh, th- th- there was a Christmas connection with that, mm. and there's the at Christmas time, and tr- traditionally on the BBC, maybe there's other channels that do it, but they would do a ghost story for Christmas, and that was not a series, but that was a thing. Yeah. So you think this, that if, th- that's weird? You think if they were going to do a ghost story, they'd do it at Halloween? <laughs> well, here's the reason why. The guy who wrote that whistle, whistle fella. Whistle, whistle, and, whistle and I'll come to you, is that it? A... That's the one, yeah. He was a... <laughs> I'm the expert here, right? <laughs> he used to do a... Uh, like, he had like... Um, it was a professor, mm. at, I think Cambridge, and he would have host an evening at Christmas for the boys who weren't going home at Christmas and he'd say what we'll do is we'll tell like ghost stories and so that was that's where that tradition sort of comes from so he so that's where that was now this isn't that it's Mm. not a ghost story no it is a bit horrific in parts but no yeah it's definitely akin to the tales unexpected but we've chosen 
actually, no, you chose Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah, I get the writer's credit for this episode, Chris. This is is finally my kids' uh, college money rolling in here. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, when you said Christmas specials, I was trying to think of, you know, obviously anthology series that had a Christmas special and it just staring me in the face it's it's and really it's the only real christmas special of a drama that i've seen in recent years you know if you want to call it yeah a drama. agreed yeah some are shows that are at christmas yeah and they are the christmas special but here's the thing we've started to re-watch the royal family christmas specials you mm-hmm. know as in um you know ricky tomlinson yeah, yeah. and caroline Nahern. that that and they're they like are that's like um I think that, again, the writing on that changed the way that you look at, oh, hang on a minute, that's how Christmas is. It's not glitz and glamour. It's about, you know, people just arguing about what's on the telly and stuff. That was what Christmas was. What's your favourite Christmas? I mean, I know you selected this show, but presumably there are other Christmas specials that you used to enjoy. Well, I mean, obviously the obvious ones are like Only Fools and Horses and stuff like that. I mean... For some reason, I always remember the uh, Frank Spencer Christmas ones, you know, that where he's trying to set up the nativity play. But that sort of, which is probably not the, the gritty ones that you're talking about. It's just... I the, don't mind. Kind of, you know, it, everyone was watching them. I mean, how many people were watching the Only Fields and Horses Christmas specials, you know, in its, in its heyday? Yeah. 7,000 people watched it on the, the same... Oh, in the same room? In the same room, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. That was around, That was your house? My house, uh, actually, you know what? I never really liked Only Fools and Horses. Mm. Um, I'm I'm finding it hard to even admit what I'm about to admit to you now. Um, but Del Boy reminded me a bit of a, of somebody I knew, right. right? And that, and he was a deplorable man. Okay, so <laughs> I, I can, was I... never, I was never drawn to it. Yeah, I um, can see why you wouldn't like the show, all right. <laughs> So I was seeing this person getting away with it, and I right. and I didn't want the person that I knew to be somebody who was seen to be getting away with it. Yeah. And so, but what I'm about to admit to you is that I, so for work of which I won't be there much longer um, because they've made me redundant. Anyway, yes. for for my work, I was looking through the uh, the the stuff that we're showing over Christmas because yeah. uh, I work for. a I don't know if I've mentioned who I work for. I work for a TV company. Yes. But there's there's all these, like, oh, that's the Christmas special, that's the Christmas special, that's Christmas... And I remember particular instances, and one of those was on Only Fools and Horses, where it was Batman and Robin running down the street. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I was like, oh, Only Fools and Horses, it's shite. Mm. And then I remembered that, and I remembered the lead-up to that, and I think what happened was... They were late for somewhere, and the car had broken down, so they were having to run. Yeah. At the same time, somebody was getting mugged. That's right. And sort yeah. of out, and their worlds collide, and that's a genuinely funny moment. Mm. And I, and I have to, I have to concede. I think that the they probably know what they were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, certainly the 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 ratings would would suggest so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that whole setup was all just for that joke by Trigger, yeah. where he you know, says, well, you're all right, but Dell doesn't look out like Tonto or whatever it was, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, so many people watched it, but it's just the one that jumped into my head when you mentioned Christmas specials. But Well, there is that. And then that on, we're waking up in the morning mm. and Noel's Christmas present. Oh, and yes. that was always full of oh, this person's done that and this person's done that, let's get him a reward. Yeah. And I genuinely used to think, growing up, 
maybe it'll be me. Maybe this year Noel will be round my house and this won't be pre-recorded and yeah. they'll be sending me to Florida or something like that. Because of things that I haven't done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I genuinely thought... But I, honestly, every year I couldn't wait... And I think that's why I'm an emotional person now, because mm. I can't watch... I would try to watch Frozen 2 the other day, and then, which I did, by the way, I got through it, but she sings a song, and there's quite it's quite an uplifting moment, and it's a big moment. Mm. And I tried to... Like, when the song had finished, I tried to say to Michelle, my partner, um, that was brilliant. I couldn't get words out, because I was close... I was choking up. Yeah. I was like, oh, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> So that's to, so I think that's I think Noel's probably started off why I'm such an emotional wreck. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think of the equivalent. We have a, a an Irish show over here called the Late Late Show, which you might have heard mm. of. It's one of the gay only. Burn. Yes, exactly. The the dear departed Gay Byrne, he's gone now. But uh, yeah, they just they have a show every year, a Christmas show, the Toy Show, and it's you know they have lots of kids Same on sort of thing. trying out mm. toys, and they're obviously a lot of the kids are sick children, so they get trips to Disneyland and whatnot. And that was just on a Friday night. And that's really the start of the Christmas period in Ireland for a lot of people. But um, that combined with the fact that I'm doing this, I'm really in the Christmas spirit now. It's hard not to be when you're wearing a Christmas hat as we both are, as we speak. Now, let me just explain what I can see and what listeners can't see (laughs) is that you're wearing the black Christmas hat, yes, which is so appropriate for the episode because it is a dark tale. It's a Christmas special. It's a dark tale. I've gone for this Doctor Zeus type. You have affair, yes. which it actually is. It was from Universal Studios, and it has the Grinch Whoville thing all. Yeah, it's all a very, it. it's a very stiff, uh, pointy bit. If you know what I mean. It's it's yeah. staying in place. <laughs> it's almost like you've applied some sort of hair mousse to it to keep it in place. Whereas mine is very droopy. But it is black. Yeah, this is yeah, this is constructed more than uh, yeah. it's fall. It's not fallen that way. Yeah, it's more built that way. Um, and on that uh, note, actually, uh, no, as I always say that. On on that note, there's not a note to it. But uh, I was just thinking, we've spent quite a long time just explaining how the hats are, and then it reminded me very quickly about how long this episode that yeah. we're about to talk about is. It is a bit long, and the. It is. And then, and then what we usually do, and you know this because you've been on enough, when we talk about a 25-minute episode, we, we record for about two hours. Mm. This is 70, 75 minutes long of episode. Yeah. So, so you want to get cracking? I'm just thinking about getting cracking. We've got some music, and I might put some sleigh bells oh, over, the, over the music today. Okay, let's, let's hear what that hears like. What? Yeah, let's hear what that sounds like. That's what I should have said. Well, now I've seen your you've you've got your notes. I've got uh, six pages of notes. Yeah, I just I was just uh, wafting them past the microphone there, so the listeners could hear that. Um, but what I what I did was I watched this, mm. and then I watched it a second time to write my notes. Yeah, and it worked for me because it's been such a big episode. I'd have just been three hours just writing and then rewinding, writing, rewind. Yeah. So this has worked for me doing it this way. I think I've 
mastered the art of note taking for this for for your podcast, Chris. I now watch. How have you managed that? How have you? I don't that? write anything anymore. I I have shit handwriting. I hate using my fingers for things. <laughs> <laughs> so I text while I'm watching. I text to myself, and then I'm able to send those texts uh, to my personal like computer and convert those into printed that off is notes. Insane. <laughs> It is a bit. That, I mean, no, when I say insane, I don't mean that that's a bad thing. Yeah. Right. That is a, such a brilliant idea. So you're basically, you know where the keys are on a keypad mm. so that you don't need to watch what you're... Is that what you're telling me? Well, I might pause it for a second while I text. I'm, I'm not saying I'm multitasking <laughs> there. Like, <laughs> watching the episode with my eyes closed and texting at the same time. <laughs> No, I just, I, I probably do pause it and then just text what I want to say and that goes off and then I just print them off on one page right. at the end. Well, I might even try that, but I'd certainly, I wish I'd have done it for this episode. <laughs> right, and and here's the other thing. Right, So we've said it was Black Christmas. Mm. No, no, no rewind. Yeah. It was Black Mirror, but it's called White Christmas. It is, Right. Yes. So um, that is, that is... Who we're doing? It's it's seventy five, seventy three, five minutes long, something like that. Yeah, and it's um, it's definitely Christmas related. It has the all the hallmarks of one of the standard thirty minute episodes, I guess. But it's yeah, just thirty forty five minutes, something like that. Yeah, but it is longer than usual. Before when you suggested doing it, mm. I my mind told me one two stories. Mm-hmm. Okay, of which one was the Christmas special. So right. I'd completely cobbled this up in my mind. So watching this back, and I'm pleased I did it this way, I thought, because I think it is sort of split into two because you've got these two stories going together. Yeah, yeah. I had them as two separate issues. Right, you thought you'd, there completely were two totally separate. different episodes of Black Mirror, yeah. So it was quite a good watch back. Yeah. Um, but what I was about to say was... <clears throat> I don't think I'd watch it a third time. I don't I think I'd have watched it a second time had I not had to write my notes, and I certainly right. won't be watching yeah. it a third time. I, it's, it was a, I'm not saying the episode's bad. And this is... The, this. I don't know about you. When we talk about the Tales of Unexpected, it's, mm. it's fond memories. Don't mean that we like it. Certainly don't like every episode. Yeah. And we like to poke fun at every single episode where we can. Yeah. With this, because of how much I really admire Charlie Brooker... Yeah. And and Annabelle Jones and any anybody who's involved in this and and actually the the two main guys that are in this show I, I think they're fantastic. Indeed, yeah. I I'm finding it really hard to poke at. Yeah, yeah. You find it's, that it yeah was, you it find, was tough. You find um you don't find much wrong with it in a sense um you don't laugh at it the way as you say we do some of the the unexpected episodes. That's right. But yeah, um, the other I mean, side of it is I mean it's dark material at times so it's quite draining. You wouldn't want to be. Watching this no. every Christmas, <laughs> and and then and then yeah, and there was a real. There's a bit in the in the middle uh, that I completely forgot about. By the way, there's yeah. a, a bit that I blanked out of my memory. Um, we should probably we should probably actually mention what all of this boils down to. So shall we yeah. shall we crack on then? As yeah, we, uh, absolutely. And just check on the listeners. Everybody ready? Everybody suitably get your mulled wine, <laughs> uh, the log fire crackling. Yes. Um, I, I'm going to say make the snowfall. I don't know if you can do that. If you can do that um it starts off then the black mirror uh logo intro logo intro. yeah it's very i like short intros like this i mm. love shows that don't have really long listing you know 
everyone that's yeah. involved in it the best boy and the key grip before you can <laughs> fucking watch something out you know i love short intros like this you know breaking bad had a really short intro i like it obviously yeah. tells you expected a little bit longer but we'll excuse that yeah, I think you're right. It's um, this is kind of like what's the show, right? And then intro. Straight and it in, has yeah. this nice. It has this nice Christmas version of the intro as well, where the screen frosts up, yeah. cracks into Brilliant. ice. Yeah. So that's there's a really nice use of the uh, the, the graphics. Know, what they've already got. Yeah. yeah. And then and then you're right. I think there was some episodes, some things that just come on, get to it. Whereas this goes right tundra. And that, what I mean by that is, it opens up into some sort of winter wonderland. Yeah, well, it's not. Sort of storm. There's nothing wonderland about it. It's tundra. Yeah, it's it's bleak. It's just it. It reminded me straight away of uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, where you know, mm. there's just snow yes. everywhere, but no kind of sleigh bells or. <laughs> That's right. Is that this jolly. is a yeah? You immediately feel like this isn't a pleasant yeah. landscape. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's and what you're seeing is you see this from the view of a little window. Mm. Is, is it sort of like it zoomed in and then it zoomed, pans back pans out? Pans out to show you this sh- really shit looking little room. Yeah, almost like <laughs> like a prison cell. There's, I mean, we're going to yeah. talk about there's so many hints to stuff, but this you know isn't it it's supposed to be an employee's quarters, but it is like a prison cell. Yeah, we d- we don't get to see everything straight away, but yeah, yeah. it's um, it, the idea is it's dimly lit. It's four walls. Yeah. It doesn't look particularly pleasant. A, a guy wakes up in a bed. That's Rafe Spall. Yeah. Did um, you notice, though, when you say waked up, his eyes are always open. There's no point where there's any indication that he was asleep, which obviously makes sense when, uh, with what we learn. So he's just lying there with his eyes yeah. open. It's quite creepy, really. He but, di- okay, so I'll change that to he decides to get up. Yeah. <laughs> on, on the strength right. of hearing I, I had assumed that he'd woke up. Yeah. Yeah, same here. It was only on the rewatch that I noticed that. But I suppose he's he's spurred to get up because he can hear Wizard playing for the first yeah, Wizard of with many two times. Zs. With two Zs, absolutely. Yeah. There is another song that plays later on. Mm. Come to that in a bit, and it, and it's worthwhile me pointing that out because I I don't like the song. But anyway, we'll come yeah. to that when it happens. Um, so yeah, Wizard kicks off when the snowman brings that one. Yeah. Um, and then Rob, Rob was texting me and well us mm. uh, and he was he mistook this not i don't know he'd not heard it and then mistook it what he did was he thought it was slade initially. i thought it was me yeah i thought it was slade i've always kind of associated those two together you know yes. like, like blur and oasis <laughs> i know that those two songs are different yeah but i can't immediately jump into the one without quite just cross-checking is it not the other yeah absolutely those yeah. two those two big powerhouses of what were they? Glam rock. Glam rock, yeah, and it's probably a bit more unfair to Slade because I mean they're not Led Zeppelin, but they had more hits than this. Than uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I can't even remember what their one's called now because I just have Wizard in my head. What they what they did with Merry Christmas is they they chose to use Xmas. So it wasn't to offend any particular religious uh, demographics. It was just fuck you, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it was fuck everyone. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so anyway, it, well, it, well, I've written down that Rafe Spall looks pissed off or tired at least. He yes. looks looks frustrated, fed up, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that that does give you that idea that so or before you've even begun this is like is in a place where he's having to do the same thing again, mm. right? And that's that. There's no spoiler there. That is what that's what's happening. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just it's this monotonous, day-by-day recurring theme. Yeah, he's very moody. I have it written down here, Rafe Moody. <laughs> <laughs> Rafe Moody would be a good name for, like, a geography teacher. And, yeah. <laughs> but, like, he's a bit cavalier. Yeah, he's possibly Irish as well. There's something about Moody <laughs> that, that makes me think of Irish surnames. But, um... Rafe Spall is a bit of a, a culture hero, really, because he's... he's, he's He's not super duper famous. Yeah. But the roles that he's been in, you would argue, are particularly iconic roles. Like, I'm, I always remember yeah. the, my, my favourite of his roles. It's got to be the smallest he's done. It was in uh, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, yeah. And he was in Half Fuzz as well, wasn't he? Him and the other in guy, Fuzz. Paddy and Considine. Or, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of smart arse coppers. But yeah, he's brilliant. I've, I've loved it. I mean, I didn't watch much of that. What was it called? Pete versus the World was the comedy show that's did. right yeah but yeah. i do remember one episode i was talking to me mate about where i think as a as a chris whether it was a christmas present or just a kind of housewarming gift he bought his future mother-in-law a, a rape whistle <laughs> <laughs> which is a great christmas present for anyone really but um yeah he's brilliant um obviously we know who his famous father is as well who's also yeah. brilliant uh, i want to say uh he was in our Fuida's own pet. He definitely Tim was. Spall. He definitely yeah. was. Yeah. Excellent. And I can't remember his name. Was it Neville? Something like that? Yeah, I think it was. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, so Rafe Spall comes out, uh, sits down in the other shitty room of this yeah. two room cabin by the looks of it. Yeah, and John Ham is cooking. Yes. Um, I, I have down here festive ham. <laughs> no. Yes. Brilliant. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Now, this is ham with two M's, so I hope you did the honour of giving him the extra M. I did, yes. I do have two, ham, <laughs> two M's there. Two, two Z's for wizard and two M's for ham. It's just a grammar nightmare here. But, uh, uh, yeah, well, he's in a great uh, mood. He's, he's cooking away, as you say, cooking up a storm in, the, in this kitchen area. Yeah. Now, it, there's something... Again, when we tried to pick on the Toto episodes, I think... I'd like to pick on some of these, but I I, I think that half of this is intentional. Uh, mm. So I don't. I will point it out, but I think that I, I don't. I'm not going to say that. Oh, Brooke has missed something here. But yeah, uh, Rafe Spall turns off the radio, and then yes. Ham says, "Oh, I was just getting into that." Now, mm. at the time, it feels like it's out of place, but I do. I think when you look back at all the events that are about to happen, is that actually he might say that in this situation. That's. Yeah. That might be something that he says. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's it's just a weird one. I wish, I wish that I wasn't in this quandary. Of, yeah. Was it, was it just well, weird writing? Yeah, but no. I think just looking back on it the second time, right from the get go, you see how Ham is trying to manipulate him and just get what he, you know, he's come in here for a specific reason, which we learn later on. Yeah. But he's there's all these, you know, kind of half arsed. Uh, innuendos almost as to what they're really there for they're, you know they're talking about oh this isn't a job this is a jail and you know it, yeah uh, and, and, like... the, and the you, you see you i think your immediate thought is <clears throat> without any of the what's about to happen mm. is that this place is a because they refer to it this place is somewhere where they've been sent not by choice yeah. But they know why they're there. So yeah. they, they yep, I fully acknowledge this is the reason why I'm here. I don't want to be here, but this is the reason why I'm here. That's mm. and and so there should be nothing glamorous about where they're living in that under that circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. So um well, 
he asks what he's doing, uh, and he says, "Well, I'm roasting potatoes." Hmm. So he's that's the other thing I wonder. Like, what time of day is this now? Fair enough, you want to get an early start on the Christmas dinner, but uh, Rachel has reportedly just woken up, but Ham is there quaffing back wine in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas Day is a time where time doesn't exist. Um, yes. And it's predominantly led by your belly. Mm. Uh, so maybe Ham's woke up and thought, oh, I'd love a potato right now. Yeah. Um, I might as well get the rest of it on. <laughs> well, it do, you're right. Time time is... A, uh, we'll come back to the time in a bit. Yeah. What we established then, just to not pick out every detail, is that they've been here for five years. Yes. According, um, to, according to John Ham, but yeah. According to John Ham, they've been here five years... They've never really had a sentence together. You mm. know, when was the last time we had a chat sort of thing? Let's have a chat. Um, and, right, I think I got the impression that Rafe doesn't really want to engage in this. He's, he'd be quite happy just to just to sit there yeah. and not have to in, like deal with Ham. Yeah, he definitely wants to play his cards close to his chest and he's not feeling very sociable regardless of the day that yeah. it is. So somebody asks, why are you here? I can't remember if it's Rafe or Ham, but they said, why are you here? Yeah, I think it's Ham. And I then, think Ham is the one asking all the questions here, trying to get information out of the other guy. But yeah, he asks, what, you know, what's your story? Nobody ends up here without their life turned to shit. Um, yes. So that's the reason why he then goes, well, I won't tell... So Rafe says, well, I'm not going to tell you why I'm here. But yeah. he, he says, well, in which case, you must be here for a reason. Yeah. So let's hear yeah. your story. So we have switched it there. Yeah. And then the uh, is so you what you what you appreciate here is because of the setting mm. is that well then it's not whatever they've done, it's not like they've not been locked up for this for whatever they've done because they're in this place they've just been they've just been sent out into the yeah yeah it's know, not, it, there's no indication isolation. at this point that yeah they're forced into this it's just that they're they've taken this shit job on because they've nothing else going on in their lives and uh, and, you know, uh, yeah, and it's not something that they'd have chosen to do yeah. so well Ham says well what I was a, a guru you could describe me as a guru mm. yeah I just got the impression straight away that John Ham's <clears throat> character was you know a bullshitter but a very good <laughs> talkative yeah. bullshitter, which we learn is definitely the case. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah. he kind of tells a story. The irony of it is he does tell the truth here when he reveals what his story is, it's the two parts to his Absolutely. story. <clears throat> um, and he tells you how he got, why it was so good. Yeah. It's, it, it makes it, but then he also goes into the, the downside of it and ultimately the reason why he's here. So let's, yeah. let's, let's go into that. So what is he doing? Is we, we see this guy called Harry, yeah, who's getting ready? He's choosing stuff to go out. Um, yeah, and I, I've put I've put here. Um, he's he's getting ready to go on a night out. Yeah, well, it, the, certainly by the first shirt that he picked out, it looked like a, a kind of going out casual shirt. But John Ham, you know, advises him to stick on the the black tie, the white shirt, and the kind of straight jacket. So yeah, you'd almost imagine he was going more for a, a more formal interview at that point. Exactly. So so this this. The shirt you're talking about is this blue shirt with the white collar, and that was—I seem to remember that in the early 2000s, right. being being a thing that dickhead lads. Oh, the would. different coloured collars, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't mind it, but I would uh, in the early 2000s, I would see a lot of people who probably just set up a mortgage company, and then sort of eight years later, they're not doing that job anymore. Um, if you know what I'm saying. Um, now, uh, 
he's then he says, "Well, I'm um, he's like a professional gate crasher." Yeah, yeah. So he gets people into parties uninvited, um, so that they can have some sort of social night out. Yeah, and um, hopefully pick up, pick up a lady at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. all on the voice of of John Ham, who's basically in his eyes and ears. And that's the next part of this. So Ham can see everything that Harry's doing because of some sort of implant yeah. that gives him access to his his eyesight. Yeah, which um, it seems to be the implication that everyone at a certain point in, in this timeline has had this implanted, you know, maybe at, whether at birth or just... this. I think this is a nod back to an earlier Black Mirror episode. Um, where I think it is, the, yeah. This, this was the technology that was going on. And so Black Mirror is quite good at, at, at it, Con- it's not so far into the, sorry continuality of episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like every episode is not so far into the future that we're flying around in spaceships. Yeah, but it, yeah. It, but we never question the fact that oh that technology exists. It's yeah. like it's it's very clever mm. that they don't. There's no oh like that exists. Don't don't question it. So that, yeah. you know if it like there's in um, in Bandersnatch. There's a poster on the wall of the dogs that are in one of oh, the oh the metalhead yeah yeah the metalhead yeah. and and there was all the so the crossovers are there as well which yeah. is which is it's good quite it's good. as you say it's not a, an exaggeration of what the future will be like everyone's still walking around and you know using toilet paper and listening to yeah. wizard on the radio it's not like the future that we saw in you know say Back to the Future or aliens yeah fifth <laughs> element yeah yeah so because th- this is it was like oh right all of a sudden we can fly around in cars yeah but not actually but what we'll probably be doing first is controlling things via our you yeah. know so a little gadget in our hand or yeah or, you know, he always picks a modern day form of technology and just totally exaggerates it usually for the worst is what broken yeah does, yeah right? technology goes bad that's mm. it that's exactly what it is so um right we've got this um so he's walking the around the party. I, I noticed the Band-Aid playing as soon as he walked in the room, which is always a good Christmas song for me. Love it. It's the classic. Yeah. It? Um, it's the... So on one of the Now albums, I don't know if it was like given a Now name right. other than the Now Christmas album, perhaps. Oh, yeah. The best Christmas album in the world. Um, that's the song that starts it off. Now, yeah. I listened to that so much when I was a kid that now I can't... I don't really like listening to the song mm. without the vinyl crackle the okay beginning. yeah yeah i i love that so much that that for me is part of the record yeah. yeah i can't listen to this clean crisp version of it um well i can, obviously i can um mm. and I, and i think you've already mentioned this before maybe not on an episode i can't remember but it's that bit where bono does the yeah, and we, tonight, thank you. That's the one that everybody wanted. That is the line yeah. that everybody wanted. We did. I'm we sure spoke. We spoke about that. I think on my first episode, which is, is that right? Yeah, I think so. But um, yeah, Peter Egan, Peter Egan. Oh my God! Thankfully, he does, <laughs> thankfully, Peter Egan doesn't turn up in Black Mirror here, folks. Just rest assured. <laughs> <laughs> that would be dark. With seven thousand <laughs> packets of Marlboro Light. Um. Anyway, so what he I like this bit as well. He's trying to go to the bar. Yeah. This is Harry. And again, Ham's control not 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 controlling him but but advising forcing him, him into Yeah. Yeah, advising. I did I did. I really like this as well because I just totally related to this character Harry. I mean, I'm I'm Me definitely too. more of the Harry mold when it comes to the ladies than John Ham. So Well, I yeah, <laughs> I agree. I've I've very little confidence in 
I've confidence in me, yeah. but not in in letting me out, right? So yes. I yeah. if I'm at a bar, I'm not the sort of person that says, Oh darling, get me yeah. a yeah, get me a I can't do that, right? Yeah. But so this 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 trick is perfect. He said he's trying to buy a, a drink, mm. it doesn't work because nobody's listening. Somebody pushes in front of him, and then Ham says, just grab an empty bottle. You won't yeah. be drinking anyway. So you can yeah. just use this as a prop. I think that's genius. It is. Yeah. Unless you really idea. want to get pissed, which, but I suppose that's not the point of, of this guy's venture out tonight. <laughs> so w- that's right. And and I guess at this point where that clue starts, it's the first time that clue's happened, the, the idea is he's out to meet a lady. There's yeah. no... Yeah. That getting drunk isn't the point because you know you need to be completely conscious about that. Pick up yeah. the girl and this and John Ham is going to help him chat to the ladies. That's, that's what he says. Yeah, romantic services. Says. I think he describes it as. Oh, is that yeah yeah yeah. Um, so he hones in on a uh, a girl in the crowd. She's a dark-haired girl. Yeah. And then what what uh, Ham says is focus in on the blonde. Yes, yeah. Don't focus on the girl that you want the, 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 to get the attention off. You want yeah. to make her feel like she's being left out, so that she and that reacts. yeah, and that's that's where I started thinking about this being like I can't. I'm very uncomfortable with this because mm. I don't like the idea of tricking people into that sort of thing. But right. this is what this yeah. is now. It's not like Tony Robbins giving you some <laughs> like life coaching advice. Yeah, this is. Um, now manipulation, manipulation, and being sneaky, and yeah. Not, yeah, yeah, sneakiness, yeah, and the whole like fact it. that he basically is walking around with cameras in his eyes, filming, <laughs> recording people's conversations without their consent straight away. It sounds a bit iffy, you know. <laughs> and it obviously gets a lot more iffy, but um, <laughs> he also does these the uh, kind of CSI identification style things where they focus in on that person facial recognition yeah and then they say yeah. oh this person and and by doing that you can go to like their facebook page or their social media page and see what they're into and so you yeah. can use that information to help your conversation out which yeah. is sort of what happens ham needs a few yeah. seconds to look them up and then we're sorted he yeah. can tell you exactly what you need to know which is which is good i like the way he does that with the guy who's there who starts yeah, that's kind of clever. suspiciously that, questioning uh, Harry's uh, why he's there. I mean, you've got to think that guy there mm. is not just. I mean, he's acting like an arsehole. The, the, I mean, so, well, let's. I tell you what. Let's let's come to that when it happens. Mm. So he says, "Tell the horse story." Ham the says, horse story. "Tell the horse yeah. story." Yeah. Which he, in all the versions of the horse story, we get so far and never really get. I mean, things happen, but we never really get to a punchline in it, do we? No. No, it, it, I'll be honest. This sounds like a pretty shit story. I, I would, be, <laughs> I, I'd be embarrassed to tell this story now, in the hopes that it was going to catch me a, a looker, you know. But it's something weird about a guy bare chested on a horse running down the street. Yeah, like he was that, making, with, a, with a bow and that's arrow. How he starts. That's how the that's how the story starts, and he's kind of laughing along. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then this, and but then, and seemingly the blonde girl who he's trying to get the attention of according to ham yes in which case to to get the, the other the girl darkest. jealous or whatever yeah. yeah um anyway so she's like oh yeah tell me more tell me more and that i don't think's real but mm. then the guy the dickhead man and i did write dickhead man because he was acting like a dickhead he said who do you know who yeah. do you know here and then he says i know you and at this point i was like on his side i was like yeah get him but actually think about the security here this mm. guy shows up 
and nobody knows who he is. And this guy is sober enough to question this guy's motives. And, yeah. Oh, hang on a minute, who, who are you? That's a security issue in anybody's book. And probably, if he weren't acting such a dickhead, he could say, I think I need to get the bouncers involved in this. Right, he, was, yeah. he was acting the, quite a dickhead about it all. Yeah. Well, I got um, the impression, were, were these not all people that worked together? So yeah. would it not have been an easier question to say, oh, what department do you work in? I don't remember ever seeing you in our workplace. And just done it nicely. If it <laughs> Unless just it was. It nicely. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was very rude about it, as you say. But, um, but it, yeah, so he could have, so that, I mean, it could have just wound him up because mm. uh, this happened last, this happened last Christmas. I'm not even kidding. Some guy came in, got his cock out, put it in the cocktails <laughs> and then left. And now I have to. I'm on guard. At least, at least he picked the right drink to put his cock in. <laughs> you know, the cocktail, which is what it's for, essentially. I, yeah, that's probably why I went to that immediately. Um, but he goes, "I know you," mm. and now he's in charge. So now you're right. This is the bit where he yeah. hammers done some work on on up. who. Yeah. yeah, and it's quite clever. Well, we went to that barbecue, um, yeah, and you were wearing that stupid hat. Or, you were wearing a yeah. pork pie hat, and I like this. There's a he gets his lines mixed up, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. He says, you were wearing a... Was it a poor guy's hat? Yeah, yeah that's it. So. You are wearing a poor guy's hat. It's very yeah, clever. That. It is, and he just totally makes your man doubt himself. He doesn't... He, I, I think your man looks like he's now questioning whether he's starting to get early signs of dementia, where, you know, <laughs> clearly this guy was at my barbecue. I don't remember him. I'm the one with the problem here. <laughs> because this is... The, I, I, I may have mentioned this later on, but... And I know me and Rob have said it in the past, but there are times in conversations where I'm genuinely right. Okay, I don't know where I am in this conversation anymore. This is no longer. I'm not in control. I'll yeah. just have to nod and agree. Yeah. And and th- and this is one of those moments where somebody's telling me, "Oh yeah, I was at your house, and mm. you were wearing that hat," and I'd be like, "Well, that's right. I mean, yeah, I, I obviously did invite you." <laughs> This all makes sense now that you say it. <laughs> now, the one I always do is I realise about halfway through telling a story that I have definitely told this person the same story before. Yeah. And I can see in their eyes that they know this, but they're too polite to point it out to me. And I also get it back as well, where somebody will repeat. I have a good mate who definitely repeats shit back to me. And I'm also yeah. too nice not to say from, you've already told no, me this. It's, you're right. It's like, um, I have to, I know that I've told stories twice. Mm. I just don't know who I've told the story to. So I generally yeah. start off with saying, have I mentioned this before? And this, this is one of those, this will be one of those occasions where I'd be, I'd be thinking to myself, Oh, hang on a minute. I obviously, I don't know. I thought I knew that story. Yeah. I don't know that story. Therefore you're okay. It, but it, it's still, he's still like, he doesn't trust him. This girl is coming in. He's in an out. Oh, he's an outsider, and yeah. the dark-haired girl, she's an outsider, and that's that's yeah. this next bit here. And that's what attracts him to her even more is that she's now, as John Ham says, nobody wants to be frozen out, but this girl doesn't care. She's she's happy yeah. to be on the outskirts here of this total conversation. Tantalizing, yes, is a word he yes. uses as well. Which I, I sort of, he's like, why isn't she trying to be part of the fun and the party? Yeah, she's just sat on the outskirts of this tantalizing it's, yeah. it's probably the case but the blonde girl she seems to be like warming up to this guy well that, that's what i thought now yeah at, at this point i mean if i was uh you know a bit of a 
a novice at this sort of thing, which this guy Harry is, I would have just concentrated on the blonde girl because she seemed quite keen. <laughs> she was bubbly. She was gorgeous. She wanted to hear this story. I say, if you are, you're right. If you, if, I mean, that, that might be one of the faults in this. Okay, mm. This guy has hired John Hamm's company to go inside his head and help him with the girls. And one's there. Mm. Now, I would imagine that if he was picky that he probably wouldn't want Ham, need Ham's help, that he would go after the... Yeah. But as it happens, you're absolutely right. This girl's shown interest. His night, that's it. Okay, your job's done. Ham, switch off or what, you know, whatever yeah. the off button is. In the... It doesn't end there, though. No. Because then he says, I need to go to the toilet. Now, at this point, when he goes to the toilet, he we realise that everybody's left. So the dark-haired girl's left. Yeah. The dickhead man's left, and the blonde girl has just kind of stood on her own. So yeah. I felt sorry for her. You do feel sorry was... for her, yeah. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. This girl should be getting lots of attention here. And she's <laughs> left holding her uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, and then, oh yeah, this is the other thing as well. He goes to, to the toilets, mm. and he says, you're not watching me, are you? Yeah, to Ham, while he's having right. a wee, yeah. So he says... No, I, I I can't remember the. the well, he exact... says, "Yeah, it's only me watching." Of course, it is, and then yeah. we see that that's not the case at all. Yeah, so there are a few other people now, all on computer screens. Yeah, tuning into this very moment. Now, the first time I watched this, I mistakenly thought that the that Harry mm. had no clue that the other guys were there. That this was this was Ham selling these. This footage, POVs. yeah, absolutely, yeah. Right, yeah. But it's it, on the second view, I realised that they're part of a club yeah. that all know the deal. They all go out and all have this thing in, and every yeah, now take and then... It in, take it in turns take to be turns. the one who's trying to nab a, a lady, yeah. And So, so in which I case, got, Harry's well, not yeah. completely innocent in all this, because there no. is an indication that he has been in the audience here, one of these guys watching somebody else, so, yeah, he's not and, completely and nothing, innocent. Even if he's not seen it, he is fully aware that people are watching. watching yeah, this. absolutely. Now this is the bit. Now the girls moved on, mm. and so he's he. I think the idea is that he's going to go and and try and find her. Right. Yeah. Um, this is the bit where Jonah Louise stopped stop Calvary. Calvary. Yeah. 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 Let me. This is the bit. This is not a Christmas song. Right. <laughs> Without any question this i know we all know it as a christmas song mm. and there it is <laughs> i think there is a part in it that talks about wish i was at home for christmas that's yeah. it that is your christmas that is it just being at home for christmas mm. um and it's always it's always been a particular wind up uh and only probably out uh, or surpassed i should say by e17's stay another day which just because they put snow in the video became yeah, and a they wore those Christmas furry song. jackets. <laughs> yes. The I have problems with people passing off Christmas songs that aren't Christmas songs. And the reason mm. I have that problem is because there you go, Noddy Holder, he's got a pension with his Merry Christmas everybody. Mm. Um and then these pretenders come in with their songs and you you I'm going, No, you 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 Holder is sat waiting for his paycheck and it's being stopped by you and yeah. your like. 
I don't dislike Jonah Louis, by the way, because as I yeah. understand it, he knows that it's not a Christmas song. He was right. like, oh, my management right. made me do it. Okay, it's the, okay. It's just there that you go. That's my rant. That's my rant. No, that's fair enough. I'd actually add uh, Pipes of Peace by McCartney to that as well. Um, there's nothing in the song. To, obviously, peace and love and all that, you can associate that yeah. with Christmas, but there's nothing it, in that song that's Christmassy whatsoever. Just the fact that the video is based on this you know, supposed historic moment where the, the Germans and the English uh, and the, dropped the, down tools yeah. and played the game of football on Christmas Day. The FA Day. Cup final. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, uh, and like that, I always associate it with Christmas. I do love the song. I just, it's not a Christmas song. I think he was pulling a yeah. fast one there as well, as you say. Well, I bet there are a few, well, I know there are, there are loads of Christmas songs Sorry, there are loads of Christmas number ones mm. that weren't Christmas songs. I know oh, definitely, you could say. Yeah. You know what, Chris? Um, I'm talking to me, by the way. I don't think your name's Chris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Chris? They've released a song. It became number one. It was at Christmas time. I mm. get that. What I'm saying is that people release their songs to become number one at Christmas. Mm. And they also, on the flip of all this... I know that Christmas songs are novelty records. You know, they're once-offs, once per year. Yeah. But I don't think there's anything that's quite beats a great Christmas song. You know, you look back at all the favourites, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra. They did all yeah. their stuff during the year, and then they brought out the Christmas record, and yeah. then they did. They carried on doing it. Buble, the same. Records, records, Christmas record. They can put up with this, but people wait for that Christmas number one spot. Oh, they should be burnt. No, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> they shouldn't be burnt. Roasted on an open fire. <laughs> Let's make this a bit more seasonal. <laughs> anyway, so there you go. That's my Jonah Louis. Indeed. Um, yeah. And then it. Now it looks like the girl is. Well, she's put herself. She's put herself in a corner. You know, really secluding from the whole party. Um, That's right. And. Yeah, so she they're in the same building mm. and a different maybe part of the building alone. Yeah. Um the music's still blaring out, but it looks like she's not particularly interested in small talk. Yeah. Um yeah. but then he slowly gets in on that. And actually to his credit, he's doing a lot of this work himself. He's obviously got the confidence to do it, but yeah. he's under the suggestion of Ham. Yeah, Ham has another technique here for him, the Bonnie and Clyde technique, which is where you go, talk to this girl, say, yeah, everything, everyone else here is shit. We're, we're kind of in this together. It's us against them, baby. <laughs> which That's is right. basically yeah, what yeah, he's yeah. trying so, to achieve. Yeah, create a, little, create a little, they're the little gang. Yeah. They're the outsiders yeah. together sort of thing. There's a couple of funny m- moments here, actually. Like, um, there's, in fact, it might happen a bit later on. Uh, she swears. Mm. And then... Ham says, "Oh, she likes swearing." So the next thing you say, make sure you swear, and yeah. then he just litters it with yeah. profanity. It's really, I think that's quite quite. Almost a, it feels like it's a, a kind of comedy, a sitcom. Yeah, version yeah. Of well, Ham can't get into her account either, whatever Facebook, whatever he's trying to look up. So he knows nothing about this girl. So he's winging it as well as Harry at this point. That's right. He is struggling. Does, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So he's yeah. So the small talk is is working. Yeah. And Ham's, you know, you keep doing this, and then that's buying him a little bit of time. But as I said, I think you're right. It's like there's always this kind of yeah. a, a bit of an obstacle in knowing everything about this girl. Yeah. So and I um, think at this point, it pan, it goes back to Ham and Rafe, in you know, and they're reflecting on. So Rafe isn't particularly impressed with 
this tale. He says, this is some Christmas story. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it, you're absolutely right, because once you... It's, it is that thing of those anthologies that, that you know, the Hammer ones, mm. particularly, where you would tell the Peter Cushing story and you were just getting ready to tell the Robert Powell story. Right. And then you would... That bit in the middle where they'd be back on the train... Telling us yeah. traits this string, and you go, Oh, yeah, I just remembered this was part of something bigger, yeah. And so, yeah, this was a moment where you've, and, and I do, I gotta say, that's that's another Christmassy thing where you get this combined effort of stories. It feels like, Oh, yeah, the, you're treating us, you're proper treating us, yeah. Um, I was trying to also- think actually of, as you say, I was trying to think of what Ham and Rafe talking telling each other stories reminded me of and it is very as you say hammer house of horrors you know sit two guys sitting down by a fire and telling these ghost stories horror stories yeah. to each other essentially and there's do you know what that's that's the that's what does it for me particularly yeah. where you 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 get this because you also know and hammer did it great mm. that once the stories are told there was something else about to happen. Yeah. You know, that yeah. it wasn't just going to go, all right, see you later then. There was something else. So this is now really setting up. This is the first indication you get that, oh, hang on a minute. Yes, I see what's happening here. We're going to hear his story. Then we're going to hear Spall's story. Now, yeah. at this point, Spall, it doesn't act suspicious, but he acts all right weird. Hang on a minute. He looks at the clock mm. and he says, have you, have you seen that clock? And he draws attention to it. Yeah. Um, and then he doesn't make much more of it. No, but and Ham then, tries to make light of it as well. I was, oh, don't mind, don't worry about yeah. that clock. It acts a bit funny or whatever. Yeah, that's right. And on the second time, I noticed that that was a bit more suggestive. Of, yeah. But actually, when so they mention the clock, mm. mention not to worry about it. Ham's about to tell his story again. It goes back to look at the clock. It's a completely different time. Right now, yeah. Yeah. as I said uh, in, in my notes. And, and at the beginning of this, uh, this story, this was potentially explained when you know what happens later on. I think it is. Yeah. I just, I can't say for certain whether that was a continuity error. Yeah, yeah. There's a but few think, of them. I think, I, there's a couple of them, all right, and you do wonder, as you say, whether they were intentional or not. I think you could, with a, with a situation like this, you'd just look back, and even if it was continuity, Charlie Brooker would say, no, 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 no. It wasn't, yeah. And I would say, oh, fair enough, because that's. But I, but but then again, that doesn't mean it was at the time planned. It could be like anyway. the Christmas songs where he'll say, "Oh yes, that was intentional all along." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but did you notice, uh, John Hams, that he went a bit Julian Clary here after Rape Schwal said, uh, "Oh, this is some Christmas story," and John Ham says, "I'm not finished yet. Maybe he comes down her chimney." Oh my goodness! I didn't notice that. I would surely would have written that down. Yeah, this is now. Uh, are we back in the Christmas? Back in the scene actual of... story, yeah. And he comes out of the toilet. Yeah, mud lonely this Christmas is playing. Oh yeah, yeah. You took more of a note to the, of the songs playing than I did here. <laughs> but he, yeah, he um, spots her talking, or she spots him talking to himself. Which is an important. Oh, that's here. right. Yeah. yeah, but what he is doing is obviously talking to Ham. Yeah, his, and in fairness uh, to him, he's got a, a, an attack of the guilt here. He's kind of he doesn't want to be doing this, manipulating her with the help of Ham. He certainly doesn't want to be filming her without her consent. Right. But uh, yeah, she um, spots him talking to himself, and then kind of switches gears herself totally. Yeah, she, well, she starts. Um, 
Well, she's, she's suddenly all over on. him. Not, yeah, she invites him back to hers and yeah. kisses him and is suddenly, uh, it looks like he, his plan has worked. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a thing about the kiss, isn't mm. there? She, she kisses him and it's all like, it feels like, oh, right, that was the decision, that's the decision I needed because, he's, you know, there's talk about, you know, you've got to just do what feels right and just take the moment and you're in control. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, yeah, and he uses this term... Um, to change states, right. so your the 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 bit that's important is the transition. So yeah. you, you were once this person, and you're going to become this person, and the important bit is the transition. Mm. And so she takes that and she goes, "Well, I'll kiss you then," and that's the transition. Yeah, and you know, I'm in the better place. Let's go back to my place. Mm. Yeah. No, so is he's... that it? Are they back? Are they, are they they just immediately segue back to his. Her yeah, place? I think is they do. Right? Yeah. Well, it's back to hers. I think, isn't it? That's right. Her he, place. Even more of a result for him. <laughs> and yes, he doesn't have he, to, uh, then, you know, dirty his crockery. <laughs> <after> her house. <laughs> uh, he spills his drink, or does she spill her drink? What happens? That I can't remember. Does he spill? I think he spills his drink. He spills his drink. He's obviously nervous and that. But um, yeah, she, so she says, "Let me get you another." Yeah, that's what it is. Or maybe she deliberately spilled his drink so that she could go mm, and spike it. Good or point. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, his drink is spilt, so she says, "I'll go and get another." Yeah. The other, so, the other thing here is that at this point, uh, Harry definitely doesn't want Ham to continue watching, and that's it, right. it cuts. It quickly cuts back to Rage Ball, and he says, "Oh, did you carry on watching?" And Ham's like, "Oh, of course we didn't, or of course I didn't, but of course he is still watching, and so are the other guys on the call. These, uh, the other participants, whatever you want to call them." That's right. Yeah. Now. He's still talking to the people. Mm. So so there's the similarities between her with voices in her head yeah. and him with voices in his head. Now, yeah. this is the bit where I said, or rather wrote down in my nose, hang on a minute, I wonder if she's also got the same people, you know, right. yeah. like this, this technology in her head. Advising and there, yeah. And that's the Black Mirror yeah. thing. Uh, that's not what happens. No, no. She's she's actually hearing real voices. It appears in her. Well, sorry, yeah. not real voices at all. No, <laughs> her own voices. Yeah, imaginary voices. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she's clearly got you know got some sort of mental mental illness, serious mental illness, which she yeah, reveals and, and, more and more of as he's drinking this new drink, which she has given. Yes. Up. So they're on the bed. She. It looks. Like it begins to look a bit se- sexual, but it's not. Yeah. Okay. She sort of does she the clothes, but she climbs on top of him, right? It's just like, and she's yeah, making well, him drink. Well, she's gonna. She reckons she's gonna drink it as well, isn't she? Or does she drink it? And then basically, it's a, it becomes in her eyes a suicide pact. You know, she's found That's a kindred it. spirit who hears voices, yeah. and we're gonna get out of here together. We're gonna talking pitch. about the transition, changing states. Yeah. Is yeah. that that the you were once this person. You yeah. kill yourself and you become a higher celestial body, whatever that yes. is, whatever that nonsense is. Yeah. She's into it, and he realizes too late because he's drinking this. Well, he's drunk it, and he realizes yeah. there's someone up with it, mm. but then she forces him to drink. Yeah, I and what I mean by forces him, like she shoves it down his yeah. neck, like yeah, he, like so yeah, he's choice. in trouble now, and it, you know, it's all too late, but. We we see as well then obviously that Ham is still watching you know 
and instead of phoning for help, he just tells all the lads to shut down shop and delete. Delete, delete yeah. the files. Yeah. And the other thing as well is, by the way, Ham isn't silent in all of this. When he realises what's going on, he's like, you've got to get out there now. You've got to get, get out, get out, get out. Yeah. Like some sort of CTU operative, Jack Bauer. Get out, Chloe, get out. Damn it, Chloe. He does smell something's not up all right about her. Um, but yeah, ultimately he doesn't help him. You know, he doesn't help him enough. Yeah, so then you're right. Now, it's, yeah. The, this is the bit that's going to cause Ham probably more problems than just the... Uh, peeping Tomness about it all. Yeah. Okay. He decides he sees that there's a problem, and he doesn't follow up on what's what's actually happening, which is essentially murder. Yeah. Right. Uh, suicide, murder, I guess. Um, and he packs up all his stuff. And have you noticed how he? Because he's the scene changes mm. where it looks like he hasn't slept for a few days. Yeah. Like his hair's all greasy and. His shirts and like a minute ago he was really neat. Yeah. When yeah. when it was like he was he knew what was going on and then all of a sudden this danger's happened and he looks dishevelled. Yeah. Well, he's he wakes he's kind of like walking around and Michelle was watching this with me the first on the uh, second watch first watch she says why is he stumbling about I don't understand he doesn't mm. need to do this he could just delete and just go down and watch Big Break on the TV he yeah. doesn't need to worry about this or rather sorry. If he chose not to worry about this, he doesn't need to make all of this faff. Yeah. I was like, you're probably right there. Because he, what he does is he wakes up the wife by like walking on toys that are on the stairs. It's like such yeah. a carry-on moment. Well, that's the she other side of it. The... Yeah, you get that whole... You, you just you assume that John Hamm was this you know, eligible bachelor uh, who yeah. you know, has never been tied down, has every lady falling at his feet whenever he wants. Um, but that's obviously not the case. He's been basically... A bit like us, cooped up in box rooms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and please, and then say grooming people, because that's not where, that's yeah. far from, I actually thought you were going to go that far. No, no, um, definitely not. But I, I imagine the whole, one of the reasons that he shut up shop and didn't help is that this whole activity is illegal to begin with. You know, this isn't a yeah. legit service. This is something under the you know, under the carpet or whatever that you, you can't get, you know, you can't look up the yellow pages for. Um, that's, I think that's the bit f- for me that I didn't quite get the first time round. Mm. that I, I'm watching this thinking that it was an accepted form of doing things. It was used probably bad, you know, incorrectly and stuff, yeah. but actually the way of doing it and, and the, the fact that it was there mm. was legit. Um, okay, but yeah. you're right because the, without setting up the second story too much, th- this is pretty much our final part to the the first story. Is yeah. that he is he he has to he has to admit to his wife what's happened. Yeah, and in fi- in her finding out what's happened, she it's clever, um, <laughs> which is blocking you. Yeah, this is the new the, uh, you the, get the like next a, bit of technology. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. So they, you can block somebody, so they're still there in front of you physically, but they just you can't see or hear them, and vice versa. So it's, it's like it's, a it's like a a TV interference image. Yeah, yeah, um, it makes you look a bit like the Silver Surfer or something. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they don't disappear. They're there, and you could touch them. You could fight them. Yeah, but what you don't see is you don't see any definition. They're just a static piece of yeah. static. 
So it's essentially the the real life version of blocking somebody on Facebook. But as you say, they could physically still touch you. So it's still, I mean, it's not like getting a barring order on somebody or, you know, they could still physically beat the shit out of you. And it actually looked more traumatic because you can't see them. It's just (laughs) the silver surfer beating you up, you know, or stalking you. So it's weird. Because it's 2D. So what you can't see is if like my fist... Like, if I'm, like, got my fist like this, mm. how would you say that? That's Rocky jumping at the top of the stairs, right? I can see both fists. But if I do that, if I'm walking around like that, mm. and um, how do I describe this to the listeners? I'm still, like, I'm fist pumping myself, aren't yes. I, in front of my chest. I wouldn't be able to see my fists. Yeah. I would just see the the whole body, yeah, because it's 2D. Yeah, And it's, it's blocked weird. and it's crackling. So what I could, if I was wanting to fight somebody, I would just do that. <laughs> you know, like kind of a punch directly in the middle of me. Yeah. So they wouldn't be able to, and they'd be going, what's that? And I would say, well, it's me, but you, I've taken you by surprise. So I think the blocking, it's not good. I think if, you, if you're trying to block criminals, mm. we, we'll come back to that later, that the criminal could still actually have a good time. Like they could shoplift dead easily. <laughs> they could yeah. just walk in front of yeah. stuff. Absolutely. Then, I um, think it's more anyway. aimed as towards the social aspect of things, you know, to just eliminate people yeah, being able to have any sort of social interaction. Um, but yeah, it definitely has its yeah. pros and its cons, this this uh, new technology here. The other thing, just to quickly note, that his wife here is actually an Irish actress. I know we, we seem to manage to throw this in every episode we do. She I is an it. Irish actress going. called Grania Keenan, so representing. Yeah, that's, oh, that's a, lo- <laughs> a, lovely, a lovely Irish name as well. And then, of course, the other thing is as well is uh we we always do this we sort of like say everybody's english unless we say otherwise right? yeah. that's how we generally do things on toto ham is american we haven't mentioned that no, he, def- know, he most definitely is american like. yeah i mean and yeah as you said at the start of the episode he is brilliant in this i never watched mad men i don't think i'd seen him in anything before um but he is really good in this it has to be said I- I have seen Mad Men. And what I would pers- persuade you to do, hmm. see, Mad Men is all about the advertising industry in uh, Madison Avenue, which is where the Mad Men right. idea came from. What I would recommend, write this down if you can. Hmm. Uh, there's an episode of Mad Men, and all you need to do is type in Mad Men Carousel, about a five-minute bit, and it just sums up. I don't... There are some... If you watch the series... Um, it's not a spoiler as such, but there are some bits of background information. Yeah, but get that tuned in. It's about five minutes, and it's. I mean, seriously, this is completely legit. I love this bit, and if okay. ever I need a just a just reassurance on certain things, the right. carousel clip from Mad Men is okay. just cool. fantastic. I'll check it out. Now, what I've written down here is so after he gets blocked, yeah, I've written down here Zedis. Z-Eyes. Why would I have written that? Z-Eyes. Z and then eyes. I do not, not know. <laughs> okay, so what if I've not meant to have written that and that's just something else, the other thing that happens here is Christmas dinner's ready. Yeah, and it looks We're okay. We're back in the yeah. hut. Although I, I didn't spot a turkey. Did you? I, I know we've mentioned the mm-hmm. roast potatoes, but... Uh, and he, Ve- he is, mentions, a ve- is a vegan vegan? Maybe so, yeah. He mentions yeah. the pack of gravy, which is very British, apparently. Which is fair enough. I don't know how the yeah, Americans make yeah, their gravy. Yeah, I suppose um, there was um, a great line in the royal family, as mm. uh, we were talking about them earlier, um, where Sue Johnston, what's her name in this? Barb, Barbara. Mm. Um, she says, 
I uh, I followed a, a recipe. I followed a, like a chef's recipe for gravy. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have all the ingredients, so I just mixed up some with some Paxo, and I just think that's that's a, a, that's yeah sums up the royal family to a T. Okay, so now um, he then says in a kind of conclusion to my story mm. to Spall, well, the wife left me, uh, and then in the background a door slams. <laughs> And Spall turns around to, mm. to behind him, and he's like, and it, it has one of those, I'm going to say it, prison door slam sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing, it's, there's it's something it, it, again. It's another kind of. Uh, it alludes to something darker going on, you know, like the clock, like the whole, as you say, yeah, prison atmosphere going on around him. Yeah. It's like he's slowly starting to realize what's going on here. Obviously, yeah, yeah. We find and, and, and this, uh, you're absolutely right. This is. The, probably the third time, and this is now you, you're thinking. Hang on a minute, something's happened that Spall's not happy with. Mm. He's not happy with the reality of it. So that's where you start to go. Oh, hang on a minute. There's a there's a deeper element here. Yeah, I think Ham reveals then that it's this was just a hobby anyway. This uh, yeah, this romantic services that that wasn't his real job. And then we hear what his real job is. Yeah, he's yeah, that's right. He, he says um, my actual job, um, and he describes he, he uses that technology, I guess. Yeah. But in his actual job, I think it's he a just, clinic. Yeah, he, I think he calls it smart intelligence and smart intelligence, yeah. or is that the name of the actual company? But uh... this is the bit, by the way, when I said at the beginning, I couldn't remember this. Mm. I had no recollection of this episode, this particular part of the episode. Right. Um, so, so I, I think I've seen this three times now. Once when it first aired, and then twice for this. Yeah. Um, a woman is going in into some sort of operation. Yes. Firstly, we see her, you know, in the hospital bed preparing for this operation, and That's she's right. a, she's a yeah. picky eater. She's basically told, but the nurse asks her, as you know, anyone would, "Oh, everything all right for you?" And she says, "Well, no, your your toast is shit." <laughs> she she yeah. thinks we can hear her think it, can't yeah. we? As well. Yeah. So yeah, she said. Um, She's like building up the uh, the the confidence to say, "I'll just tell her that this toast shit." Yeah, and then she says yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, and then the uh, the nurse has got this great. Oh, well, that's fine. I'll yeah. go and sort it out. And she walks away. She turns her she's back to the patient. Totally spitting fire. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. <laughs> Fucking bitch. Uh, <laughs> um, now I because I watched this and then I watched it again to write my notes. Mm. I I did gloss over a lot of this. I basically get to the point where she then wakes up. So, uh, yeah, during well, it, the operation. Yeah, it's like she wakes up during the operation and can, you know, she's uh, can't move but can, you know, knows what's going on and can feel it or whatever else. But um, it's then revealed essentially that this isn't her voice. We learned that it's not her voice. This is. It's like she's been extracted. Her soul has been extracted from her yeah. body for some reason, which is strange if she willingly went for this operation. But we then we then learn through John Hand that that's not the case. We see him That's right. talking to this egg. And uh, this bit reminded me of uh, old Mike TV out of Willy Wonka. Remember where he, he was shrunk and they were talking to him on the TV screen? Yeah, that's right. So we see this yeah, miniature so version of this woman uh, who's called Greta. The egg yeah. that he's talking to. Um, he, she's inside the egg? So, I guess, of, yeah. In, a, yeah. in the same way that you could say that, you know... Uh, Bob Monkhouse is inside your TV when you're watching. 
Good old Bob. Good old yes. Bob. We won't mention him again. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is essentially a simulated copy of this woman, Greta, who's now so inside the, yes. this egg. So the actual body of yeah. Greta will... she she Whether she knows or not she's had this operation is irrelevant. Yeah. She, what she doesn't know is this, there's this little me wandering around. She has yeah. no clue of that whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, and I'm again, even if she does, even if she does know that that's the case... She doesn't know that that con- that little thing has a conscience. That's yeah, that that's basically a you know her suffering inside this egg. Yeah, so it is. It's yeah. very morbid. I mean, if you look at it, and you hear John Hamm and Rafe Spall's arguments two and four, which again is a clever nod. He's kind of going, "This is barbaric," you know, "This is slavery." But we, we sorry, we'll get to that. I'm jumping the gun here a bit. Uh, John Hamm starts trying to train this this uh, cookie. I think they call yeah. it a cookie, don't they? Feels a bit like torture at times, doesn't it? Yeah, because he's yeah. he he doesn't give her any um, warning that what he's going to do is speed up the time. Yeah. So Ham will be sitting there for thirty seconds, and she's just done. Was it six weeks? Is it or something? I like think that? he gave her three a weeks week? initially. You yeah. know, and it's this is all in the space it takes him to take a boy. I I loved this scene and, for him. In fairness, I have it written down here: ham and toast. You know, so, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where he's just yeah. chewing on the toast, shooting the breeze, waiting for this time period to go past, um, and it's it's he's controlling the time via a little, like it's like an iPad. Yeah, yeah. It's a it very simplistic, of, very simplistic little dial, yes. which has ridiculous technology inside it. The other thing I, I don't yeah. understand is how we're looking at this egg, and all we see is an egg. But when John Ham's looking at it, he seems to see this little woman inside it. And yeah. <laughs> so I don't know whether that's because he's maybe he takes part of that sight thing maybe so yeah, yeah. or or else he, he just, just see imagines it. that she's in there oh, and can hear that's her probably voice. more the, yeah i bet that's more the case yeah. inside the egg is a little desk yeah so greta the the little greta she goes well this is really fucking boring but she's she's panicking right yeah. she's going i can do nothing when he comes back after the 3 weeks mm. and she's like oh no no what the hell's going on right uh She's like, oh, like shocked because she's had to live this three weeks in just solitude. Yeah, yeah. She's not remember. She doesn't need to feed or anything like that or sleep. So no. she's just like she there. thinks she's, she's a no real excitement. person, but she doesn't yeah. have any physical needs. So yeah, That's it's right. just torturous. Yeah. She's done nothing but sit there going more and more crazy, as it were. And then he does it for the second time, and is that the next? The second time is six months. Is that yeah, right? So, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so it's really uh, torturous for her. And he mentions here in the conversation with Rafe Spall that, you know, the trick is to break them, but not to the point where they're totally useless and then they're just used as, as he says, cannon fodder in some sort of war. So it's yes, all very, right. you know, dark stuff. Um, so the other, the other thing just to note here, and Rob said this uh, on a text to us, did you notice the, the, the error in the toast? And I did notice it on the rewatch after Rob pointed so that out. I didn't. Mm. What was the error? Basically, he took the bite out of the toast while he was waiting for those three weeks to pass by. But then when it goes back, the toast is complete again. There's no is bite taken out. Is it because he's got two slices, though? Well, maybe. Oh, I, didn't I notice don't that know now. if I want to watch this again. Yeah. <laughs> well, just, well, that's the good thing about Netflix. You know, you don't have to rewind <laughs> the videotape or anything. You just go to that point. But I don't know. I didn't notice whether it was one or two. T- maybe you're right there now. But I don't know. I, I, it, Look, that's worthwhile checking yeah, there. Yeah, just jolted back, and the next scene again, there was a bike gone again. 
So right. again, oh, right. you could Maybe argue then. that this was a, a deliberate little fault put in by Charlie Brooker or I think Carl Tibbetts is the name of the director. But uh, yeah, it's just something I didn't notice it the first time either. So cheers yeah. for that, Rob. <laughs> oh, he's here, isn't he? He's still here. <laughs> This, uh, our, our Christmas present to He's Robin. in. Let's we imagine him inside a little egg. He's <laughs> just screaming at us now. <laughs> screaming. Well, this is what happens next. She becomes docile. And yeah. what she's learned to do is she's used that desk that we said at the beginning as like a pretend control centre. Yeah. So she is now telling her body, ah, oh, eat, sleep. And yeah. this is what this this kind of weaponized version is that you could remove by removing your conscience from mm. your body you your your body can live its normal life and have fun yeah. but as soon as something serious happens you can then that's in control yeah so that you you can be on your guard this is why you can put you into like it's different situations and basically not have to think cuz yeah it's essentially it's taking it's t- it's after taking this woman's soul and putting it in Alexa and Alexa now yeah. knows exactly what you're going to want before you know you want it. So it's the ultimate so you, lazy your, your person's technology. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But, um, and that's it. Yeah. Just the note so, as well. I don't know if you noticed this This woman, this actress, Una Chaplin. So she was in great, uh, Game of Thrones. She was uh, Rob Stark's wife who gets murdered. She's pregnant and gets murdered at the Red Wedding. And she's the, the reason I noticed that is because she's the second person out of Game of Thrones. The other... Uh, crazy lady who who poisoned your man Harry. She was in Game of Thrones as well. That's incredible. I didn't notice that, but I, I, here's the that's thing. just my watching. ridiculous IMDb uh, rabbit holes that I go down sometimes. You know, it's a bit like Rob's uh, wizard sleeve. It, it's <laughs> scary stuff when you go down the IMDb rabbit holes. I've been rewatching Twenty Four. Okay, we've we started it probably about a year ago. Mm. It stands up, by the way, if you want ever want to watch Twenty Four again. But mm. in the final series. The like the main villain woman is uh, what's his name? Um, what's Stephen Stark? No, John, uh, Rob Stark, John Stark, John Snow. What is John? No, what is your man, Sean Bean? What's his oh, name? Oh, Ned Stark, Ned, Ned, Stark, yeah, Ned, yeah, Nedeth Stark, whatever, yes. Nedded, <laughs> right? Him, it's his wife. <laughs> so, this is a terrible way of saying oh, it's his wife, you. yeah. Right. Yeah, I can't but that that's interesting because I was like, oh, so they did do other things because I don't know you you'll you'll see like Kit Harrison do something and maybe Sansa, yeah, Stark, but no, I think yeah. Maisie Williams is like on Instagram and that's it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a bit like the curse of Star Wars, isn't it? Where for nobody bar well certainly not uh, what's the name Luke Skywalker for a long time couldn't do anything yeah. else to save his life, and it certainly happened to your man who played the young Anakin Skywalker as well. Oh, bless him. Anyway, so where did we get to in all of that? So we oh talked about this. The te- I think we talked about the technology. Yeah, I think, yeah. So he's he's wrapped up basically breaking in this cookie to do what it needs to do, as you say, yeah. for, for this girl. And that scene ends with the real Greta getting up, coming downstairs, getting something out of the fridge and saying to him, oh, is it all set up? And he's like, yeah, all done here. Like he's just, you know, some TV repairman. Ah, uh, and then, he, and then a, fl- he, a nod, a nod to a previous incident, wasn't there? Yeah, well, he kind of likes the look of the real Greta as she's bending over it into the fridge, and then he <laughs> rolls out the horse story again to her. 
So but we don't get to hear the no, rest. No, we don't get to hear the rest of the story or whether it was successful or not. But she does seem quite <laughs> quite keen to hear more of it. <laughs> so even if we think, oh right, okay, some of what he does can be forgiven. It's like yeah. he finishes it off by this infidelity, and yeah. then because we know because because he's married, um, and so there we go. That's it. He yeah. deserves to be in this, whatever this tundra is. And again, just to nod back to that, which is it's a place where you survive, but you really just don't want to be. It'll never yeah. be a choice that you would make to, yeah. to be in this little hut. Yeah, and it and cuts we back. We still don't know what their job is there. No, no, we don't. Um, yeah, and it cuts back to Ravespal, who again says this is slavery. You know, he's really sympathetic to... Mm. The, this cookie simulation thing and ham notes this he says oh you're a good man you know you're you're sympathetic yeah. to basically a, a made-up uh form of technology you know you're, you're clearly a good man and then rave which is a great link now yeah yeah because because now because now rave says i'm not a good man mm. uh, and then that now encourages him to tell him the reason why he said that all of a yeah. sudden ham has got him to tell his story yeah so it's taken it's taken what an hour yeah it's taken John Hamm about an hour. It's taken us about an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah he's and then op- he, he opens up, as you say. Um, yeah, with, with, with his story, it says, uh, her dad never liked me. Yeah, yeah. And then we go to his, his flashback. Yeah, so you're, you're hooked in straight away as to what, obviously, you know, something bad is going to happen here, but it starts off very picturesque. It's very Christmassy yeah. at this cottage, and and the a photographs being taken, yeah, um, of this girl. Now, at the start of the episode, where Spall gets out of his bed, he looks in the mirror. So this is right at the beginning, mm. and and kind of stuck down the side of the mirror is this photo. Yes, that is, that yeah. is taken, so, which so he took we, with his eyes. You would say he took it with his eyes. He took it with the technology in his eyes. He didn't actually have a proper. Is that right? He didn't. Yeah. Oh, I never even noticed. Yeah, so you I could be walking around all day taking photos. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, he didn't even, like, you know, adjust the side of the temple of his face or anything. He <laughs> just kind of, yeah, done. Even if he blinked to, sim- yeah. to symbolise he's taking a photo, that would be kind of $6 million man. Or- I have this uh, problem with my... I don't think it's my camera. I blame me entirely, mm. but I... Uh, I'd say about seventy percent of the photographs on my phone are of the one are of photographs that I meant to take, and the rest are of the menu screen because I I somehow take screenshots, mm. uh, but I don't know how. I'm changing the volume. I take a screenshot. I'm going to another app. A screenshot's just been taken. So I don't know yeah. how I've done that. But maybe this maybe inside Rave's brain. I'd say it'd take you a while to go through it for definite. <laughs> so yeah. So his dad never likes me. He's, so that, yeah. Um, her dad never likes me. That's yeah. what he says. And then he, he, we see the photo being taken, and then another bit of montage. They're at a karaoke night. Yeah, yeah. Did you it's, notice the, the songs though that they're singing? He he sings uh, "Black is Black." So yeah, and then, so yeah, we need to make note of the contrast here because mm. he's like all like Larry and flamboyant and yes. well, I think, no, probably not flamboyant, but loud Larry. Yeah. Well, he did. I'll then be the, honest. He kind of reminded me of when I get pissed in a pub. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the difference here is that he chooses to be pissed around mm. people that clearly aren't into that. Yeah. And we, yeah. we're going to see this a bit more, but as he gets more and more leery, everybody around him is is just not. Yeah. Yeah. So 
it's not. It doesn't feel like he's a, a likable drunk. That's for sure. No, possibly not. Um, well, and we we kind of learn as well that it's it's more her friends that they're socialising with as uh, well. You know, good point. Could... And and I think we learn work friends as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so she then starts singing, and mm. and we know it's we know it's the girl. There's a few reasons we know it's the girlfriend, but it's also it's the girl from the photograph that we saw a minute yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, and she's when when sorry when he's singing, she's sat on a, another man's knee. Mm. And 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 the and then Rafe Spall is also annotating this and narrating to to Ham. Yeah, we we were good though. That's what he said. We were good though. Yeah, yeah. Well, you kind of um, wonder now. Is it, we're getting his recollection of how they were? Was that how she felt all along? You know, which is possibly not the case. True, because I think at the end when we do a little bit of flashback, we see, oh, that could have been taken that way. Yeah. So yeah. that's, you're right. This is how he sees it. So he says, Dad never liked me, but we were good. Mm. Um, he gets pissed um, and he looks like it, this isn't a, a one-off thing. It looks yeah. like this is just what how he gets. Yeah, she's had to pull him wrong. out of of pubs a few times or whatever. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. hints to that this is more of a straining uh, relationship on her part. Yeah, he doesn't notice that she does. Yeah. So there, there's our. It's it's a nice setup. Whether mm. we spot it or we didn't, we can always refer back to. It. Now, now at a dinner party, mm. she does not look happy at all. Yeah, yeah, just staring. Um, and then there's another couple. We see that other couple in the karaoke bar as well. They're also here. Yeah, uh, I think that's where that's we learned that, that she works with them. And yeah, you know, again, Rafe Spall is pretty oblivious to any sort of atmosphere. You know, he's just going along with the with the dinner party, as you say. But uh, what is it? It's after when he's cleaning up that he finds something in the bin. That's right. Yeah. So so they're based in in that conversation about. Uh, so whilst they're at this dinner party, they're mm. talking about how happy they are, um, all of them. Yeah. And then when when he gets to the, as you say, he's cleaning up the trash and he finds a pregnancy kit, and then she doesn't look. It's like he he says, you know, this is this is a baby. This is fantastic. Yeah, this will be good for and us. She, yeah. Now she does not look happy at all. Yeah. So you. If you just want to have a think back to how she once was, did she know that she was pregnant and that's the reason why she was unhappy because she didn't want it, you know? But I think our we can. There's no spoiler here. Yeah, like she's just not happy in the relationship, and this baby is a problem. Yeah, him. yeah, it appears so. I mean, you would looking back, you'd imagine that she had a strong suspicion as to you know what the spoiler is, who the father is, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. And and so. She says she's not ready, she's not happy, and she doesn't want it. She's 27, she's not ready. Yeah. He just goes over the top. Yeah, he gets aggressive here, it has to be said. Yeah. Yeah, and, and what she does is then she sends him out onto the... Oh, now on, is this the point where she blocks him here? She blocks him, yeah. 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 So we know what that technology is, because Ham has already mentioned yeah. how that blocking yeah. works. Um, I thought that she, was a bit harsh. I'll be honest. I mean, tell him to fuck off. Fair enough, but uh, she does block him. But I guess this is obviously you know legal at this stage, and yeah. it's her prerogative, and that's what she does. But um, and he, yeah, because he does, he is angry, mm. and he definitely is. But he doesn't actually get violent until he is blocked. Yeah, which he, yeah. he throws a plant pot. So you could say, you know, what she was a bit 
preemptive about this. Yeah. She doesn't. She obviously just doesn't want to talk to him. She doesn't want to face her, it at all. This is her way yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. So she doesn't want it, and I think he, whether he wants it or not, he definitely doesn't want the relationship to fail. Mm. It, it doesn't matter. He he storms off, sleeps on the couch. Yeah. And then when he wakes up in the morning, he's still blocked. I don't think anybody was expecting that. I think yeah. we thought the yeah. block would have been turned off. But yeah. that's not the case. Yeah, she heads off in the car, and it, it, it is it's kind of disturbing looking where you you see her point of view where she's driving off, and this kind of blurry man is screaming after. Yeah. Her. <laughs> and and actually, the filming on this is really good because it 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 shows it from his point point of view, her point of view, mm. and our, an outsider's point of view. Yeah, and what to, the film makers have had to do here is decide which who's going to be blocked and who's not going to be blocked and and keep that yeah because yeah. it's quick cuts so there are times when you go oh hang on a minute he's blo- oh no that's my view so yeah. we see them both but they can't see each other of course yeah yeah and, no, and i don't know if we mentioned that if you are blocked hmm. then you don't get to you're you are blocked yourself but you also don't get to see the other person as well yes that's, yeah exactly i don't know yeah. if we mentioned that so that's yeah. this case and then Does that's it, pretty much it yeah she falls off the grid essentially he can't yeah he can't uh, find her. Um, well, he can't find her, but he just can't see her. You know, you can see her coming in and out of her job, or he, he spots her running or walking through the park. Then, and there's a clever bit here where you can clearly see the bump of this blurry yeah. figure where she's that's you know, right moved on into pregnancy. T- it is clever because you could you could she just got a bit of weight on, but no, that's definitely a pregnancy and. Also, in if you are blocked as well, you don't get to see their photographs as well. So he has yes. no recollection of. Yeah. Sorry, no, he has no visible way of. Yeah, it's very, her at it's all. very cruel. He can't even, as you say, he can't even uh, look at an old photo of her, which obviously gives you a hint that something's not right in the old uh, Christmas cabin because he could see that photo. Well, we were assuming he could see that photo <laughs> yes. inside the mirror. Um, yeah, it, we, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, we don't yeah. see it from his point of view, but yeah something doesn't yeah that's right hey good point yeah um so then what has happened here is he approaches her mm. and because he's like harassing her still blocked obviously he gets arrested yeah yeah now problem here because this story could have ended there mm. you know it, you know he has to cut his losses and move on yeah that's not where it end, ends up because he remembers where she would be at christmas yeah. So he's like, well, what I could do is I could basically stalk her, stalk the dad's house, yeah, or cottage. Yeah. And, and so he, and so he does it once, and he sees her. She's blocked, mm. right enough. But he's like, oh, hang on a minute, she there. That's my baby there. Yeah. There's an, a little blocked person beside her. Yeah. So the the block works on offsprings as well. So yeah, obviously this connected. is this is the baby, yeah. And it doesn't. He, he can't immediately see what. What sex this baby is no, as well? So he can't. No, he doesn't know if it's a boy or girl. Now that might be the reason why, after this successful visit in his head, mm. he decides I'll do it again. Yeah, and keeps going back. The, the one thing I wondered about at this point was: was there no such thing as access rights? Like, fair enough, he's been blocked by, the, <laughs> yeah. by this woman. Is he totally like he's not? He doesn't have to pay maintenance or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And yeah. also the the lack. Of um, being involved in that conversation might have given him some clues too. Yeah, which we'll yeah, get to in absolutely. a moment. Um, 
Anyway, so, yeah, so he does this uh, just over and over. I'm guessing by the how things pan out, this mm. must be about five... He does it five occasions, maybe. Yeah, well, it, there's definitely some time has passed here, proper time, um, where the child has gotten, you know, bigger as, as the toddler and whatnot. Um, yeah. But, yeah, some time has passed, maybe a few Christmases. He's, he keeps going back at Christmas time or whatever. We get to the point where she is killed... Yeah, that's right. So he's watching this amazing TV. Mm. Right. So it's a see-through TV. Yeah, yeah. Which I imagine would cause more problems, because I have an issue when there's reflection on my TV. But if I could, like, sort of see through it, if it was, like, transparent in parts, I don't think I'd be into that. And you can't hang Christmas decorations on it either. (laughs) Just a holographic. Yeah. You could probably move it wherever you want around the room as well, no? It's weird. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It, it must be, yeah, it's a projection from the ground up yeah. of a TV screen. The news clip that he's watching uh, informs him that Beth has been killed. She's unblocked, so he can see it's her. And so he, what he realises is that the um, the curse has worn off. Yeah. Is it, <laughs> like a, a person's face crops up as one of the victims in the crash. Yeah. And I was trying to work out who that person was. Yeah, there's one, there's a picture of Donald Gleeson, who was in one of the other episodes, I think Be Right Back it was called. But the one that caught my eye, and I actually, there's a couple of these that I read about after I looked it up, but the one that caught my eye was the fact that it was a train crash. And it turns out it is meant to be the same train crash that the uh, the mother of the main character in Bandersnatch oh, God, died in. Yeah. So it's all, in of fairness, course. very very clever uh, continuality, in fairness now, to it. I should have realised that because... We spoke about doing another type yeah. of special, which would be to we each play our own versions of Bandersnatch mm. and then get together and then talk about our experiences about which direction we took. There was no, there was just something about it. I did have to look it up to confirm it, but there was just something about train crash that sounds familiar, and yeah, that's what it was. But there's loads of them. There's the news clips that are scrolling along the bottom relate to the, the Prime Minister episode, you know, where he's of course shagging yeah, the yeah. pig. And the other guy, uh, the politician who was let go, something to do with that Waldo episode. So that's just right, yeah, with of, the puppet. Yeah, yeah. so it's, there's just loads thrown into it, which you wouldn't notice, you know, unless you looked into it, I guess. But um, I, You know what? I think we're we're approaching the end here, and I think what I've probably done is gone, I, I, I sort of can't wait to stop writing notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to be taking, I'm definitely going to be taking the uh, text um yeah, that's a, you'll be like your one inside the egg, just totally multitasking. <laughs> yeah. um, this next time he goes back, yeah, he knows that he'll get to see yeah. his daughter. Because the block dies with the person and also unblocks the offsprings. Yeah. Yeah. So, with that, he goes to the dad's house and he sees her in the garden, yeah. playing in the snow, building a snowman. And he cautiously approaches, because that's what you'd do if you were creeping up on a kid, wouldn't you? You'd do it absolutely, yeah, like that, wouldn't you? You don't want to alarm the girl, do you? It's no. like you, you creep up, definitely be scary about it. You're going to keep your net hidden behind your back. <laughs> he, um, well. This is one of those lovely moments mm. of 
Toto, of Tales Unexpected, of yeah. Twilight Zone, of where he kind of like she turns around and it's a little Asian girl. Yes, and you just go, you, it, like even you do the flashbacks of it was the man that she was sat on the knee that came yeah. round to the house. The last time we seen him was when Rafe Spall is going to her place of work looking for her, and he does meet that guy and his wife. But, uh, well, he's never seen again. He's he's effectively dead, so, you know, same difference. <laughs> he's, he's dead to us. Damn. Yeah, but he clearly doesn't know about his daughter either. No. Because uh, he hasn't been That's around. Right. But, yeah, it all dawns on, on Rafe, and he becomes obviously quite distraught. Um, I'll tell you what would stop that distraughtness. If mm-hmm. he just took a look at the quality of the snowman. <laughs> it is spectacular <laughs> efforts. And... You know the the little cartoon there, the snowman. Mm, yeah, love. Uh, with the boy, uh, I think it was David Bowie as a young boy. Yeah, um, who goes and makes the snowman. That is some quality snowman. Yeah, and I, of course, when you're a kid, you're like, well, if it ever did snow in the, the north of England, uh, and it wasn't just sludge, um, <laughs> what I might choose to do, and I did this on many occasions, is go out and make a snowman, mm. and it was basically. Bits of grass, twigs, all kind of crap, rubbish, muddy soil. And you're going, this yeah. is nothing like David Bowie's Snowman. snowman. Yeah. Now, now, if I'd have seen this episode when I was a kid, I'd have probably been trying to but have a look, seriously check out the quality yeah. of workmanship on the Snowman. That's presumably down. Well, is that down to the little uh, <laughs> the little girl here? Or did she get some help from the granddad? I like to think that it was her and I she was some sort of it. child prodigy. <laughs> I think that's the case. Mm. I think that that's um, what will happen next is he goes into the house and the granddad said, forget you, have you seen the snowman? Yeah. Um, but no, that's not what happens. Because no. he does. Rafe does go into the house and this, it's really, really, it's brilliant. Spall mm. excels. That's what I would put here. Five stars, Spall excels. That would be my quote under Hamilton, Hamilton the musical playbill <laughs> poster. Um the dad sees him. What are you doing here? And he just sort of carries on walking. Yeah. Pulls up a chair and sits down. And you can just see his heart has sunk out of his ass. Mm. And he just doesn't know what to do. He's like, uh, you can see he's like, he's, fur- he's got to be furious. Yeah. But like this guy's will's just cra- collapsed. Yeah. And I like that he, he keeps saying, where's my daughter? Where's my daughter? Yeah. Like, like as if somebody's, somebody's taken his daughter and replaced it with this little girl. <laughs> This little, uh, uh, well, I looked up, I'm, I want to be careful what I say here. She's of Hong Kong descent, I believe, because I looked up the actor on IMDb and he is British, but of Hong Kong descent. So Yeah, so I've gone probably more general than that. And I put, it's an Asian girl, yeah. presumably, presumably daughter of the Asian guy. Yeah, um, I'm just... I'm not presuming. I'm, I'm just being totally overboard with the whole uh, wokeness these days. <laughs> I think it's right to be. That's the last thing that we need. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so now the dad then says, "Ah, oh, remember all those letters that you sent? Yeah. Uh, I never, I never gave them to her. So you can. Yeah. He, off he with doesn't that. make this situation any better for himself. <laughs> and he could. That's the thing. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's sort of like saying, "Look, we've lost a very important person." And bear in mind, I can't remember. If there are dates attached to when she dies, mm. this is December, and he was there last December. Yeah. So at some point, some point in this that father, year. yeah, yeah, this father has lost his daughter. This is his first Christmas without her. Yeah, I think he's been almost too cavalier about 
his mm. emotions. Like, so I, I do blame the dad slightly to what happens next. Um, Spoil is obviously not making it easy, but... Yeah. Um, so what does happen next? Well, he 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 ends up lumping the, the dad <laughs> with the old uh, snow globe, doesn't he? Yeah, he clonks him with the globe. Yeah. And then in, in actual Toto style dies immediately yeah um there's no sort of crawling around <laughs> yeah. call for an ambulance uh with, he just dies that's with little it. or no blood just yeah <laughs> Bump, you're done uh, so it, and then uh bird clock the bird oh yes yeah clock and that is the same clock that is used in the kitchen in the, the cabin of the yeah. hut yeah and then as he realizes hang on a minute that clock that clock is what? What's going on here? Yeah. As you look around the kitchen, you see more and more. This is the kitchen that of the dad's cottage. Yeah, yeah. So this is the imagery that's embedded in this. Yes. In in Rafe Spall's brain, uh, as more and more gets revealed as to who Rafe Spall really is. Now Ham then interrupts with, "Then what happened?" Yeah. Now this is the first time that is more out of curiosity than necessity to ask the question. What happened next? What mm. happened next? He says, uh, well, I, le- I left. He, he drove off. Yeah. He slept on the streets. Um, he ends up in prison. Yeah, he, I think he, he must have been taken off the streets just for being a, you know, a nuisance or whatever. But, yeah. you know, it's obviously then revealed that they suspect him of what's gone on up at the dad's cottage. Um, yeah, presumably there's a, there's enough evidence to link him to him yeah. being at least at the last person there. Yeah. And... and Enough to hold him in custody yeah. because that's what this whole thing boils down to. He's not being charged of... He's being arrested for murder, but he's not been charged of that yeah. murder just yet. Um, then it says... Um, he basically he explains that the little girl... What happened yeah, to the little girl? Pretty horrific, yeah. So yeah. She was left alone all through, I presume, uh, Christmas Day and then heads off on... Uh, what you would call Boxing Day, Chris, what I would call St. Stephen's Day. Since, yeah, St. <laughs> Stephen's. Well, this girl certainly didn't celebrate it. She headed off out into the <laughs> into the cold and died of exposure. <laughs> yeah, and the worst thing about this is that you see the little girl's body yes. from a distance. Yeah, yeah. But she's wearing this purple coat, and I think that that imagery is far more, like, powerful mm. than if you saw, like, you know what, like in the Band-Aid video where you got like starving Africans, yeah, yeah. is that actually this, just from a distance, you see this little five-year-old girl or whatever, yeah. six-year-old girl. That's horrible. And less, it's, less is like, more, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, you're right. It's and like this whole fact that she died of exposure reminded me of that uh, Little Matchstick Girl classic oh, yeah. Christmas tale. That, is no, it a Christmas story? true story, is it? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is. It might be set in the winter time because it would mm. be. I think it would be more poignant being that she were dead cold and it were winter. Yeah. Like I think he should probably be lasted a bit longer. Probably needed less matches in the summer as well. <laughs> so I imagine that she's in the winter yeah. and just so happens to be Christmas, maybe Christmas Day. Yeah. Yeah. This is Boxing Day, St Stephen's Day, and then um, so the implication here is. He's killed the dad mm-hmm. and therefore caused the death of the five-year-old. Yes. That's definitely, yeah. what, from what we see at least, that's death. So Ham says, do you confess? And it's another loaded thing. It's like, I need to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. It's not, I'm not asking for curiosity anymore. Do you confess? 
And then eventually Spall comes out with, I confess. Yeah. And Ham, and ham. fist pump. <laughs> <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Boom! Yeah. I knew I could do it. Yeah. I'm coming out. Yeah, he says sorry to Rave Spall and he's gone. And suddenly it all clicks into place what's going on here. It's yeah, all so and, and not not just for Spall for for us yeah yeah everybody yeah. everybody realizes that oh hang on a minute he's gone inside my head to get this information out I'm not yeah. actually here this isn't here he wasn't here yeah um, so we see the little egg um so yeah it's revealed at this point that what who we've been seeing Rave Spall play is not the actual character it's another one the, of these cookies yes but so Ham is in a prison yeah yeah Ham is in a prison station yeah. A police station, I should say. And he lifts his head out like he's just had his hair done <laughs> of this machine. And he goes, and they say, well done. Mm. And then um, he he basically, it feels like, Spall feels like it was five years that they're in this thing. But we know that technology exists because he made it feel like it was five years. Yeah. yeah. In reality, it, it was wasn't. only 70 minutes that he was in there. He's quite proud of yeah, the fact and, and, that he made him crack in 70 minutes. How long after the murder is this? Do you, do you, I don't uh, really believe I've caught that. Well, when John Hamm goes outside, there is some sort of Christmas market going on. So whether it's the same Christmas or, you know, another... Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's that weird. Is, yeah. But why would there be a Christmas market after Christmas? Uh, I bet it's a year later. I bet it's yeah, a year later. Yeah, could be another year later. Absolutely. Or they've just got that bit pissed up because I think that it would have been better for it to have been like the next week. Yeah, and it felt yeah. like it felt like it was a lifetime ago. Well, it's a long anyway, t- it's it a long time to keep Rave Spall in custody without charging it? him with anything, isn't it? In yeah. it. And plus, he's not the other talking. side of it is, it, with this technology and everyone's uh, eyeballs, could they not have just somehow extracted the fact that he killed that dad from his real eyeballs? Do you know what I mean? Or, do they, <laughs> or is that not, in, that doesn't stand up in court? You need to get the confession <laughs> from a, a cookie simulated copy of the real person. That yeah, does stand up I, in court. Oh, you know what? <laughs> because Ham does say to, to those other guys, mm. delete the evidence. Yeah. So what evidence are they withholding? Right. So you would imagine that there is some sort of there is some sort of visual copy of this yeah, incident yeah. happening. It's weird. I like it. it oh, not nonetheless. No, it is. It's brilliant. It's really clever. Yeah. But as I say, they're essentially after getting a confession from a from a simulation, not the real person. That... Yes. <laughs> so, but the but the uh, the simulation. No. Yeah. The conscience. The simulation doesn't know that that's what it was tricked into. So it's been taken out yeah. of his head during the prison uh, stay. Yeah. So he's an, an immediately thrust into the world. That's yeah. what's gone on here. It's not like been kind of like wandering around, wondering when, what's going to happen next. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So um, anyway, bit bit of uh, confession for a confession for freedom was the deal. That mm. was what Ham's saying. So I get him to confess, and you let me go. Yeah. And they're saying, yeah, but really, it's not that simple because you are now on the sex registers list. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. <laughs> And because you failed to report a murder, you're also just, you know, basically a criminal as well. So yeah. you are you're you are free to go, but you are going to be blocked, and you're blocked from us Everyone. seeing it and everybody else seeing it. Yeah, that's a pretty um, harsh one, all right. That's a harsh. I tell blockage. you what, it is in it because when you go outside, when he goes outside, 
he exits through this little corridor and he's in red. He's blocked as a red. So mm. I imagine that everybody else is saying, well, he's been blocked because he's a criminal. Yeah, not just yeah. we see a guy, we see one of the guys working a stall looking up at him going, oh, I wonder what this guy has done, you know. So as you say, it is very akin to being on a sex register. You know, everyone's going to, you're outed. Everyone's, I imagine yeah, he's, I think he's going to be in danger. different things. Well, possibly yeah. so, actually, yeah. Different colours for different things, as you say. So but, if, I agree with you, if he's coloured red, then the, there is a, the problem here, the immediate problem here is, that people are just going to go, get him! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, In the middle of the Christmas market. <laughs> Never mind that eggnog, let's get this back. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, so he's blocked. Now, back to Spall. So, oh yeah, by the way, Ham is having a hard time, right? That's, you know... Yeah. It's, it's a, well, this is pure torture for a man like him who talks his way into things and out of things. It, that's yeah. And also, I'm kind of wondering about practical things, like how does he even go and ask, you know, about... Uh, buying a loaf of bread in a shop or <laughs> ringing up uh, customer service somewhere and saying, I'm having a bit of trouble with my uh, hologram TV here. <laughs> yeah, it will click and collect probably most of the time. And then, yeah, I don't know, with a hologram TV. Yeah. At least he, go, he doesn't back- have to brush his hair anyway. <laughs> or wear clothes, really. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. That, which is the worst thing for a sex offender, really, is just to walk around nude. And now I'm wondering um, about what you were saying, the technique used for punching. You could also hide other things. <laughs> oh, my God. They've not thought this bit through. No. I'm certain that is not a deliberate manufactured thing. Right. Back to Spall. Yeah. What we hit, the first thing that we're aware of is that Wizard mm. um, is playing. The next thing that we're aware of that is walking around this same room and it's just like an endless repeat of the same. It's like Groundhog Day. So yeah. Yeah. He, he picks up Wizard, the radio that Wizard is playing on and smashes it on the floor. He looks over, the radio is back again. Um, and it just yeah. keeps on going on and on and on like that. Uh, and then, is it like, the, it's a thousand years a minute? Is that right? Yeah, is so these coppers, and the, first, the, the other thing about it is, I love the way this police station is like something out of Juliet Bravo. You know, there's no <laughs> indication of, you know, futuristic dystopian technology yeah, here. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Other yeah. than the egg on the table. But yeah, the guy gives him a thousand years per minute over the Christmas period. So I don't know just, how long cops get off barbaric. for Christmas. It, oh, it really is barbaric. Yeah, I mean, how long because would that's... they get off? Are you talking about one day here, or? Well, I just, I'm just wondering about how much they've gone into getting that confession. Yeah, and I think they've just, I think they've just really knackered their investigation by putting him through, presumably, the Geneva. Um, laws yeah. about how you treat prisoners. That yeah. can't. But be... this is the thing: they're not they're not being cruel to the Rave Spall, the real person. He's just lying oh on his arse in a prison cell, uh, and he'll probably I don't know. He could get out in ten years. Where it, it, they're just torturing this cookie in the egg just for the crack. And <laughs> again, it kind of yeah, it just plays into kind of ethics or whatever. You know, wow. this is just a piece of technology, but it is. The well, most, look at me. Yeah, I. I totally fell for it. I was like thinking, bless that little guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he didn't exist. Yeah. And it uh, is the most memorable part of the whole thing. I know you said that you remembered certain parts and same here and that you thought there was almost two different stories here. But definitely when I thought of it, the one thing that I remembered was just that Groundhog Day for him mm. of wizard over and over and over again. A whole lot of wizard. <laughs> yeah. And, and I wrote down um, Inception Globe. 
And what oh, yeah. that it refers to, this is this is the one another, as you say, a memorable bit is the bit where. Now I like the way that they've done this. So the, you see the globe on the table, yeah, and what it does is it kind of zooms out of the window, mm. right of the of the kitchen, and then you see the house, which is now, as you keep zooming again, or panning, I should say, yeah, you see it's in the globe, yeah. And then that comes back out the window. You see the globe, and it keeps going like that. Yeah, like it's... about thirty times in a second. It was uh, that's the bit. Yeah, I it's good imagery. It's like some sort of fucked up babouche Godal just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. And it's as you say, wizard nonstop on the radio. It is one of those endings where you are just a bit annoyed. Mm. with the whole world um but what it the difference being to this and to totu is that the twist doesn't leave you kind of like going what 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 this does is it does give you that five minutes extra mm. it does give you after the reveal it does put you into a a, a particular state which is what i'm often calling out for yeah on the yeah. totu is that i want to know i just just give me two more minutes of how that so there is, I think there is good points, and there is, uh, as I say, in this, it works pretty well that you see it's not just that the the crime has been solved, but now there's this torment, yeah, of yeah. the and the implication of it, and that's it. That's where our episode ends. It does, yeah. No, it's really effective. As I say, I really liked it. I like this whole series in general, but I think this is a really good, effectively, a Christmas episode. You know, it's not certainly not your typical Christmas special by any means, and that's what no, that's right, and it was. Sorry, go on. No, it, that's probably just what makes it so, you know, good and memorable in that sense. Is that it's it's dark, it's disturbing. It's probably not the feelings that you'd associate or want to associate no. with at Christmas. But there no. we have it. That's right. If you wanted a Christmas, the Christmas feeling, mm. don't do this because yeah. you you feel mucky at the end of yeah. it. In fact, I'll leave you this. I had um, a Christmas annual. I can't remember if it was like Topper or Beezer or it was you know something when I was mm. a kid and I was. We were, you know, like most people, you, you have Christmas Day at home and then you go off to see family on Christmas, on Boxing Day, since yeah. Stephen's Day. I um, We were having quite a long journey. It was down to London. And I was, I'll read my, my annual. And it was a, a story that was told in three parts, beginning, middle and end. It was a story about a, this kid who he gets and he's all he's ever wanted is like some sort of parrot for Christmas. I think it was a parrot. He opens it up, gets the parrot, magic. The parrot goes mental, destroys everything in the house, basically ruins Christmas. It turns out it was a dream. Right. And it was like, oh, thank God for that. Well, I couldn't cope with that. I couldn't cope with the problems of it, even though it was at set at Christmas. I couldn't cope with the how my world was turned upside down because this fucking parrot. Anyway, that is what this is. For me, it's like, ah, oh, it's a Christmas episode. And as you go down the the, the story, yeah, it's the worst. It's the worst thing. It is, and I'm pleased. I'm pleased that I didn't have to look forward to this this Christmas, of which I will be watching general snow comedy, that yeah, sort of stuff. You, I'm still. It's just warm, fuzzy feelings after this, Chris. You've gotten Black Mirror <laughs> out of the way, <laughs> and that's it. And what I would say, if I don't know when this episode is being released, but I mentioned it earlier. Mm. If there is a ghost story this Christmas, check it out. They're always really good fun. Yeah. Um, but um, other than that, I'm 
done. I'm, I've got all my notes out of the way. You're mentally uh, and physically drained. You are done. That's all my... <laughs> absolutely. This has been... It's not been as long as I thought it was because we usually comment on like a 25-minute episode. These are 70... This is a 75-minute episode. This could have gone for three days. Yeah. Um, I think we've done well Rob, here, all right. I think we've done well. I, with, with Rob sadly not joining us, we probably cut down an hour. Yeah, of, I'm of wondering that myself. The Rob factor might have added in another hour or so. <laughs> <laughs> and easily the most entertaining hour. Yes, so, absolutely. Um, and as as Rob isn't the expert on Christmas, I'm sure we'd have liked to have heard all about how definitely, he's an expert. definitely. We we've I think we've still got some of season five still to publish. Mm-hmm. Um, will you join me back for some season five of the endings? Definitely, the final part? most definitely. And and as it is a Christmas episode, may I just say, obviously. We're in a Black Mirror type year here, 2020, yeah, and it's yeah. been very trying for, for people for different reasons. But I just want to say to yourself and Rob, thank you so much for having me on this year. It's been an absolute pleasure and definitely one of the rare highlights of 2020 for me, <laughs> for sure. I agree. I think we stumbled across you as just like somebody who is like, yeah, I'd like to just have a, a chat on a podcast. And it's like, this could have gone very Black Mirror. Yeah. Uh, as it happened, it turned out, as you say, a particular highlight and a Merry Christmas to you, your family. Absolutely. As well. Yes. Merry Christmas, um, guys, and to you. You and yours, as they say. We'll do, yes, thank you. Thank you. Right. Okay. We will, uh, the next episode, I don't know what that's going to be, but we'll see you soon, I'm very sure. Definitely. Other than that, have a super duper Merry Christmas and thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. Of the unexpected tales of